on this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we talk about this episode where we finally meet our nemesis, Rob Benedict's character. And I teach Diana her new favorite word, wincest. Oh. Say it with me. Let's let's do this. This week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. We're going to talk season four, episode 18, The Monster at the End of This Book. Hi, I'm Diana. Hey, I'm Liz. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, how are you this week? I don't know, man. It's, don't, ask, don't ask these things. It's, it's been a week in uh, this timeline. This timeline is stupid. So, so stupid because yeah. it's like you have plans we're gonna take these plans i'm gonna smush them and then i'm gonna rip them inside out and then like make you eat them that is pretty much this timeline yeah so yeah. uh yeah. trip to san francisco not successful i mean i was there and i was right. room. you successfully got to and from san francisco that is accurate. i did i got on a plane went there came back did one did one work thing and then spent the rest of the time oh and went to the guitar center and we did determine that there is just one guitar center in the universe and they just have multiple entrances right so like because it's the same guys that work like in the guitar center in san francisco or the same dudes that worked in the guitar center in san antonio in like 1996 like (laughs) it's the same it's the same guys and i swear to god it's the same store yeah I I, I I wouldn't be shocked. I, I'm only disappointed that they have not shared this technology with other endeavors at this point. That's really all I'm upset about. Yeah, I mean, it must be some kind of fuel they get from like having to listen to people like take the guitars off the wall and sample them. Oh my god! Like, oh, it's, but I mean, I did successfully go into Guitar Center and only leave with the things that were on our production list. That's so I'm impressed. Very glad because even like if although they'd had a Bob Barker mic, I would have gotten it, but they did not have it. Well, I almost bought like 17 other mics though because I'm just like, look at you. Oh, you're so pretty, Ooh, pretty, uh, pretty microphones. Yeah. So I mean, there are certain stores that you should just stay out of when you're an adult with credit cards with bigger limits on them than when you were a kid. Because you know, when I was a kid, like my kid, I mean, like you know, late teenager, like and go to Guitar right. Center, like. You're like, I could never afford this. And now I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I can buy all of this. I might not be able to afford it, but they will let me buy it. <laughs> they will a- let me leave the store <laughs> with this. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, I'm beyond that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think as everyone, I don't, I don't know, like this week is just gross. It's just a weird week. The Where world is gross right now. And I know it's about to get grosser. I just feel it. Don't say that. It's oh. going to happen. I'm sorry, man. Well, the the economy is about to collapse. 
it's just like things are gonna be really bad like appreciate that's what optimism. the crystal ball says sorry like, man optimism. my aunt my optimism is that i will get through this will you <laughs> well diana you will probably get through this because you're on my team yeah you know in, in my you're on my simulation team the okay. rest of the world yeah you're gonna have some hard times you know, maybe go you know buy some toilet paper sell your crypto <laughs> for real monkeys straight cash but anyways yes yeah, so uh what are you up to uh yeah so we've um our our home reno was finally finished and we got to share our lovely new backyard renovation with friends this past weekend and that was super fun and so uh yeah we did some swimming that's about all i've been up to i mean i'm counting down to a super fun music weekend this weekend but yeah last weekend was mostly hosting and chilling by the pool can't bitch about that i mean you can when it's 105 plus that's that's before you get to the to the you know the the feels like temperature or whatever but but yeah no it was still cool it was a good time day drinking day drinking is exhausting by the way and tonight i am drinking a carryover from saturday which uh, i'm drinking a painkiller with high rum Mm, painkiller my friend is who is in vegas was drinking a dull wet today by the pool. Mm. It looked very nice. Um, I got us I got a shipment from Senor today. So <gasps> um I am drinking their Chardonnay because I'm gonna be uh Karen drunk. That's my goal. Nice. We gotta have goals. It's important. Yeah, I just want to be late to get off this podcast and then just yell at somebody for like no reason. <laughs> just like call <laughs> customer berate, service. Berate somebody for no reason. Just for something. Like I'm sure I can figure something out. You, you can make up a reason. That's fine. I'm sure there's plenty of things Real I'm validly no, upset about. Maybe I'll call a senator or something. Just be like, <laughs> look, this is the time. Uh, so this episode it is another meta episode and very very excited about that we're getting like we're getting even super 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 meta uh the title meta 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 meta, uh so but not affiliated with facebook in any way Mm. uh so the monster at the end of this book so that comes from a grover book i don't know did you remember reading that book as a kid it's I vaguely do. Yeah. So in that book, he's trying to like keep you from like reading it, like going further. He's like, yeah, there's a monster. There's a monster. And it's him. Oh, it's so sad. Poor well, little monster Grover. I, I am aware that that is the reference to this title. Um, I will tell you for me, weirdly, this title, and I know it's not the same. So the monster, uh, the monster at the end of this book, there's a book series that I really like and they made a movie of it called john dies at the end which is it's super like it's fucking weird shit like sci-fi bizarre but not any i don't even know how to explain it um author of uh, his pen name that he went by when he wrote that book it was uh, david wong his sense goes by his actual name he's uh, in his later books but he was a writer for cracked do you remember that website that was super funny of Anyways. course i've ever cracked yeah. that's where my podcast boyfriend robert evans came from yeah, he was a writer on there. So, yeah. anyways, he wrote these books. But then the movie is actually like pretty entertaining. It's like gonna, it's like they've already determined it'll be a cult classic. Blah blah blah, kind of shit. But anyways, for some reason, monster dies at the. Oh, sorry, the monster at the end of this book kept making me think of John dies at the end. And I don't know why, but that's where I got. That's where my okay. brain kept going. 
So there's so there's my little pitch on my on a reading slash uh and he's got a new book come out this year, but weird shit, but entertaining books. So there's a weird tie-in for you guys. You're welcome. Love it. All right. So uh this was episode 18. So we're getting close to the end of the season. This first aired April 2nd, 2009. It was directed by Mike Roll, our princess switch guy. Uh mm-hmm. the teleplay was so the tel- this is kind of interesting. So the teleplay is credited to Julie Siege, and she's the one who did It's a Great Pumpkin and Chris Angel is a douche. And the story though is credited to Nancy Weiner. And what's interesting, I think, was that she was a writer's assistant during the fourth and fifth seasons but this mm. story idea was hers like she's kind of like bullshitted it to eric kripke one day and was like hey wouldn't it be really funny if there is a book about this and he talked about that during a san diego con panel um nine i think uh so kripke talks about that there and so but and then sarah gamble uh is the one who had the idea to make him a prophet and so i think that's just really neat and they're just like they but also just how much they love poking fun of themselves and we'll see that more and more as we go through this episode (laughs) yeah because like the last one was kind of there but this one they're just like Oh, Boom! So fun. Here we go, and we just start mm. off with someone, and that someone is everyone's face finally recognized. Mm-hmm. Is Chuck mm-hmm. is having flashes? So, did you get excited when you saw his face? I was stoked. So, I mean, obviously, y'all know we we our intent is to have it. I'm not, I have not watched the season, the series at all until like at the episode that we're talking about. Just that's that's real. Obviously, though, I'm a adult human being on the internet who <laughs> and goes to conventions and does our social media and things like that. So, obviously, I know about the existence of this character, but I have do not know how they tie into the story at all. I just know that they are a character. So, to finally get to see them was awesome. I was stoked. It's kind of like when well, I was super excited when like the first time I got to see Castiel, I was like, yes, finally. So anyways, uh, so yeah, I was excited. Yeah. And I, w- I was wondering, like, as I was watching this, how much the influence of, you know, fandom and other things will have like play on your like reaction to Rob Benedict and some other yeah. ones in here too, because, you know, when I saw this for the first, that was the first time I saw Rob Benedict. Right. So you're and like, mm, so, who's this guy? I was like, <laughs> who's this guy? But I also really liked his character. I mean, because Chuck was in Chucks and I just thought like he was quirky. He was funny. Like I just really liked this character. And so, but I got to like, like be on the edge of my seat, like as they reveal different things about him throughout the years. And mm-hmm. I know some of them, you know, just because like you said, you're, you're not, I'm not sequestered. I mean, it's not. You're not. An, that, yeah. <laughs> that and, you. you know, you, you have you have been to panels that he's you sat in a room with him. We, with we, like sat, we sat in a room. Yeah, we sat in a small room with him. <laughs> so, I mean, clearly uh, some developments uh, are probably you. I mean, you can push them out of your head, but you won't know how they get there. But there's stuff that like, I don't know. So well, and, as, and I'd say I'd say that like the bits I know, I mean, obviously, I I, I understand that he's, you know, tied to god he is has is a writer and has to do with their story and i know he's an ongoing character that's really all i know at this point though even through the through what i've seen at fandom and everything else like that i know he you know and i know that he's a beloved character by fandom 
for fucking sure. And he was the first supernatural cast character to meet Peggy. So that's I true. I think that's you know that's a really distinct honor that <laughs> Rob Benedict will hold forever. Yeah. I'm sure that is like somewhere like right down. now as he's like shooting a TV show and doing the rival <gasps> podcast to ours. Like, fuck you. Like, yeah, I forgot. You're a, he is our nemesis. So, man. Right. Yeah, All right. So, well, let me real quick, since we're going to talk about Rob Benedict, let me go ahead and, you know, obviously, if you're listening to this and watching the show, you probably know who the fuck he is. But just in case, he's also um, known one of his <laughs> biggest roles that he's known for was being uh, Calvin in the movie Waiting. Um, he also uh, was Vincent Lemek in Lucifer. He's had roles in NCIS, CSI episodes, uh, House, uh, Burn Notice, Alias. He's been like on a billion TV shows. He was in Not Another Teen Movie. He was in Buffy, which is important. And Who was he uh, in Buffy? Jape. In two episodes. And then he was on Felicity. He's also known for his band, um, Loud and Swain. So and he also did release a solo album uh, this year, yes. um, which many of his fandom have quite quite opinions on. And um, he, <laughs> is, uh, but he also obviously leads all the cons. He's on Kings yeah. of Cons. We can talk about Rob. But this is not the the no, podcast no, about Rob. Not, Benedict. No, it's not but, the Rob Benedict show. So we'll move on. I just thought it was important that we note those things if you're not following all that world. Yeah, so we will bring you in. So anyhow, all right. So he's having flashes, and there is Sam and Dean. Like what? Yeah, and and the guy, and we see him having these flashes, and it's like this really like musty, dusty, like weird house. And he like, I'm like, is this guy hung the fuck over? It's just not a good look. Anyway, so we cut to a comic book shop being entered by our brothers in suits and ties, and introducing them. It's a comic book shop with the two brothers as agents uh de young and shaw which is a reference to the band sticks and they start asking the guy that working at the comic book shop about flickering lights and scratching in walls and cold spots <laughs> the spooky question so it's spooky question time no, and it's not subtle not subtle by the no, way and but the comic book nerd uh who they you know, obviously this is a stereotype but it's whatever it's Sometimes stereotypes are true. And he is just like, why does the FBI want to know about a rodent problem? And then he's like, oh, you're laughing. (laughs) Oh, God. And then everyone's like, what? LARPing. Live action role playing. Entertaining. And so he thinks that they're acting like the guys from the books. And then what are those books called, Diana? supernatural what what What? he's like yeah guys with fake ids and rocker brand names that are hunting ghosts and demons and vampires and stuff yeah and as an audience member at this point you're like what the fuck is happening yep and so he starts making some names. And so we just start seeing these punches go through here. We got Stephen Dirk. So Dirk reference back to the other Dirk. Uh, Sal and Dane, which is a reference to uh, Kerouac, blah, 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 something. That was the actual inspirations for Sam and Dean's name. And but their guys, the boys are like, wait, what's going on? And they go to the bargain bin to see the books that had an underground cult following, but didn't sell very well. And then pulls up a book and it looks like a romance novel with like mm-hmm. Fabio looking motherfuckers on it by Carver Edland. Yep. And so Carver Edland is an um, it's amalgam. Is that how you say that? Amalgam? 
A-M-A-L-G-A-M. Amalgam? 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 The words that you read, but you can't say. No, no, no. It's words that put together. Um, So it basically is uh, Jeremy Carver and Ben Edlund, you know, two of the writers. It's their names put together. And that's how we got Carver Edlund, because we're so smart. Um, All right. So uh, Dean starts reading the synopsis. (laughs) Of course he does. He does. Yeah. So... We cut to a motel and there's a pile of books and we can see on the cover of these books that these are all of the fucking episodes of this show. <laughs> no, yeah. the Wendigo, we've got Scarecrow, we've got Route 666, we've got like all the freaking books and Dean yeah, is reading Nightmare them. Nightmare. But so Dean is not just reading, but Dean is lounging across the bed with his like legs like just like propped up on an arm reading what looks like romance books like and this works for a lot of aspects of me and I probably <laughs> like I remember growing up since my mom were you know worked at a library she would bring home like they always had the like read posters with celebrities on them mm-hmm. and my mom brought the guy she thought were hot ones home so we had like <sighs> Mel Gibson reading there is one with like the Highlander Duncan McLeod yeah. like because she liked that Highlander so that was like hanging in her bathroom that's hilarious that's so that's what they're they're doing it so anyways um so but apparently everything including dean's penis are in these books yeah, yeah. dean's like i was Ra- full racist frontal, racist trucks to me having sex is what he says <laughs> in full frontal yeah and sam's like researching about the books while dean is reading them he's like yeah there's like almost no circulation they started in 05 and he's like you know it looks like the company may have gone bankrupt and the last one ends with dean going to hell and so um, Dean and Sam are now going to make the epic mis- mistake of reading comments on the internet. <laughs> Never read the comments. Never read the comments. And that's where they learned that there are, in addition to just other commentary on the series, there are Sam girls and Dean girls and slash girls. And this is true in real life, I think. Oh, yes. Oh, and we're going to we're about to get into how real how real it is. So within the episode, Dean's just like, what the hell does Sam slash Dean means? And he's like, Sam's like together. And Dean's like together, together. And he's like, don't they know that we're brothers? And he's like, yeah, we don't care. Um, But so because people who write fanfic, you guys are sick fucks. And I have some numbers to back up. How sick you fucks are. So this is our lore for this evening. Oh, God. We're going to talk about some fan fiction. All right. So we're going <laughs> to, we are going to talk about some numbers and I'm going to pull some stats and the stats that we're going to talk about. I've limited to archive of our own, AKA AO3. Um, that is a fan run repo for fanfic. Uh, they just happen to like really like data too. They've already pulled a lot of these numbers for me. So hmm. thank you guys. You're awesome. Um, but also the people who are on this thing are, y'all are fucking crazy. Uh, there's there's obviously so, a lot of other fans. So there's sites. a Venn, there's a Venn diagram out there somewhere that has to do with fans of fan fiction and fans of data analysis. Is what you're telling me. I made a spreadsheet. 
Okay, just saying. Okay, go ahead. So, I mean, this is also only something that I would just be like, I need to understand how these numbers add up. (laughs) So, according to AO3, in 2021, all right, they did a, basically the top, they did the number, top numbers of works, right? So, I have the numbers prior to 2021, and then what were added and updated. Supernatural was number three in terms of fandoms. Uh, Mm. Prior to 2021, there was 223,304 stories about super tag supernatural on AO3. So that's just on this fan fiction site. This is not including any of the others, just on that. And that was prior to 21, over 200,000 stories about supernatural. Then just last year, 24,900 additional stories were added. All right. So the ship tax, right? So we're talking about who we are shipping together. Who do you think was the number one ship tag on AO3 in 2021? You tell me it's Sam and Dean together. No, it's Castiel and Dean. See, I've heard that thing and I don't. But this is crazy. Like of all the, this is of all the fandoms. This is Marvel, Potter, the, uh, what is the the Korean boy band, uh, BTS? Like they've got a a weird, not a weird, but they have they, they, have, have a dedica- they have a dedicated fan base. They, dedicated. they are dedicated and they're you ladies are nasty. Um, okay, so uh, but so Castell and Dean were tagged in 87,682 stories. Dean and Sam was the third, I think they were third most. No, they were they were way down the bottom, I think. Not the bottom, but kind of down, down. a little ways. Yeah. Um, and they were 20, there was 27,633 about those two all right so, so that is a lot that is a, and not you know that does not necessarily mean they're fucking in each of those but they they're probably fucking okay so the most y'all, common, y'all realize y'all realize that siblings shouldn't be fucking right well we're gonna get to we're gonna get to this all right okay. so um so for character tags on AO3, Dean is the most popular character of all mm. the fandoms, all the things. He's had 171,999.7 stories written about him. Wow. Well, you know, it was interesting. I was on IMD Pro today and they have like a star ranking and that's based on like comments and like things are in the news yeah. and like things. Jensen Ackles is 64. It's pretty big. That's like really high up. Like yeah. he's much higher than Jared Padalecki. I don't know. I'm honestly not surprised though, with just like the type of work. Well, with the boys coming out and he just had his penis out, you know. Um, so anyway, so Dean is like the most popular, right? And Sam wasn't bad. He's had a hundred about 137,000, and Cass had like 113. All right. So let's talk about some of the tags on these stories, right? So these are things that people thought about after like i've I've written this thing and i'm going to upload it and i'm going i'm going to associate the story with a thing purposely by either clicking a button and tagging it or writing it right so one of the things i wanted to come when we were talking about this the sam and dean thing that slash there actually is a term for that and that is wincest so it's not incest it's wincest almost threw up almost threw up on my microphone that tag has been used 11,338 times. This is upsetting information. 
Yeah. Oh, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Okay. I, I, on, I am not against a fantasy <laughs> and some unrealistic shit, but this is just, that's just gross. I just, you people, I told you, this is some sick fuck shit. All right. So the most popular tag of all, that's not surprising. That is Castiel slash Dean Winchester. That's been tagged over 102,000 times. Oh. All right. So now we're going to get into some specific ones. So one of the highest tag that's not like a shipping or something for, for Supernatural is graphic depictions of violence. And that had almost 20,000 tags. But now we're going to get into some sexy time. All right. Hmm. So this is just for Supernatural. So um, and that that may include crossovers with other things, but okay. super supernatural story was involved. All right. Oral sex was tagged 15,603 times. Hmm. Anal sex, 10,066. Bottom Dean, 8,888. It's such a lovely Hopefully. round bottom saying, number. Were you about to <laughs> ask what bottom Dean meant? No, I was gonna ask, would he be bottom? <laughs> Well, there is there's also a top Dean. I don't have that number. Bottom okay. Dean was way more popular. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. That's why I figured you cited it. And that's why I'm like, okay. Yep. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just Yeah, the next one, uh, which was tagged a lot and just also in some of the more popular ones is rape slash non-consensual. That was tagged seven thousand six hundred and forty-eight times. What? Yeah. So now we're yeah. into rapey wincest. Rapey Wincest and the Cass and Dean Bang getting rapey, like all sorts of or oh, other people. No, like there's just this. This okay. This one, this is the last like kind of sec like dirty one I'm gonna talk about. Anal fingering. And that was tagged 4,791 times. And I want to go back to what I said at the beginning of this. It's not just that this was in your story. It was after you wrote your story, you're like, I need to go tag this. Exactly. Like, yes. As what do I think about the themes of of the thing that I've written? Anal fingering, of course. Almost five thousand times, somebody, a person, thought that and clicked that. Huh. Yeah. Huh. And I'm not going to yuck your yum, guys. I'm not here to kink Mm-mm. shame. No, nothing wrong with a finger and a butt. I'm just saying that's a weird theme to have in your story. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. All right. So this next term is not it was only used a thousand and hundred and forty times, but I love it. It's called wing fic. W-I-N-G-F-I-C. So like angel wings. So I'm assuming people are getting fucked with angel wings because it's fan fiction. Whoa. Yep. All right. Angel, angel fucking going on. Yeah. And so these last tags, I think I just highly enjoyed. All right. Uh, At 1,085 tags, John Winchester being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, I probably could go in more than that. Yeah. At full at 4,282 tags, bad parent, John Winchester. (laughs) (laughs) That one. All right. Uh, 1,288. Dean Winchester is bad at feelings. Well, I mean, 692 times Dean Winchester needs a hug. Yeah. 612 times Dean Winchester wears panties. Oh, yes. Over 600 times Dean Dean has worn panties. And I I do wonder. I'd like to to know the crossover between that one and. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I could get seriously like analytical on this data and Please break don't. down like was it the same author who wrote Dean Winchester? Like, are there 612 like stories by the same person about Dean Winchester wearing panties? Or are there like 612 like individual people who wanted to write about this? And, and is it have a higher crossover number with anal fingering or with John being a bad parent? <laughs> and what or with Castiel? I, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to know what the crossover is between some of these stories, though. Yep. Okay. One but last I also hat. don't want to yeah. know, so please don't do the data on that. But, I mean, it really is an interesting study into, you know, I mean, social, you know, whatever. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I just want to see how weird people are. Right. I, was like, so, I was like, don't excuse this. It's just people being weird. Go for it. This is, yeah, this is not for anything to further purpose, the, like the world. I just want to know. All right. No. And the last tag that I'm going to talk about is only had 88. And that was Dean Winchester actually deals with feelings. <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah. Well, somebody, somebody had hopes there. That's good. Okay. And so just in, you know, obviously a lot more to talk in this episode, just a couple of last things to leave you with on fan fiction. Uh, just some gems from AO3. Uh, the number one supernatural story. So this one has been bookmarked over 8,000 times. It's had... I over like a million hits, uh, over 36,000 kudos was a fanfic written by Gabriel and stand by me called twist and shout in what begins as a transforming love between Dean Winchester and Castiel Novak in the summer of 1965 quickly derails into something far more tumultuous when Dean is drafted in the Vietnam War. Though the two both voice their relationship as one where saying goodbye is never a real truth, their story becomes fraught with a tragedy of circumstance. In an era where homosexuality was especially vulnerable, Twist and Shout is the story of the love, transcending time, returning over and over in its many forms, as faithful as the sea. Huh. So somebody wrote a Vietnam love story about Cass and Dean, and apparently it's real. Everybody really liked it. And it's got like 12 chapters. All right. So a couple of quick ones just to end um, this one. Um, yeah, we'll get this one. We'll give you it right. This one's titled like a thrift store jacket, still good, but used by tree duncher for, for Tori Miko, a gift for Nicole under slash sill who requested this. Dean is natural bottom loves to take it up the ass. Like no one's business. Problem is he's hung like a horse or at least big enough. He pings every guy's secret size kink. So Dean ends up topping, even though that's not what he wants. Enter Castiel. Oh, so I, they got right to the point. I, I yeah. think that would be one where they were probably like anal fingering. That is a theme. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they're, they're, they were there was no beating around any bushes. <laughs> no, just play straight up. This is what is happening here. Dean Winchester has a giant cock. Yeah. All right. Um, peanut butter pumpkin wedding cake by sparse parsley. Uh, Dean is a waiter in a strip club to put his bro kid brother through school. Cassiel is dragged to the club as a part of his sister Anna's bachelorette party. Dean and Cass hit it off, but Dean thinks Cass is the one marrying Anna. Hijinks consume. Right. And the last one I will leave you with. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Never oh, no. ever ever click at anything that has tags like 
infant infantilism. I don't know how to say that. Diapers, bottles, baby Dean. No. Love Schmoot. Um, so no. Dean, yep, Dean wakes up with the knowledge that he's been cursed by the witch he has been hunting. And while he easily accepts the fact that he's in the hospital, he isn't so quick on the uptake for his physical changes. Suddenly, he's being adopted by two men who keep calling themselves Papa and Daddy. And with bottles, baby carriers, and diapers come the realization that he's been turned into an infant. The curse will last one year. And if after one year, Dean finds out that he truly hates a situation, then he'll transform it back into an adult. No strings attached. If he learns to like it, well, let's just say Sam and Cass won't have to worry about adoption anytime soon. Problem is, Dean won't be able to convince the curse away because it's going to be his heart that makes the final decision. What? Okay, okay. I'll leave you. I can't can't leave your brain there. Crossover. Crossover. All right? Crossover between Supernatural and Vampire Diaries. The Supernatural Diaries. Sam and Dean are teenagers attending school at Mystic Falls High. Dean is the hunter whose best friend is Stefan Salvatore. Oh, no, that sounds awesome. Elena just lost her parents and is head over heels for Dean. Carolyn mm. just wants a guy to pay attention to her. Dean and Salvatore returns to Mystic Falls, stirring up trouble. Bonnie uncovers the secrets of her ancestry, as does Dean with his. The past threatens to come back to haunt them as they all prepare for the reawakening. Matt Donovan is still Matt Donovan. Vicky is still irrelevant. Tyler is still Tyler. And some secrets are better left buried underground. The Winchester's past comes a knocking. That sounds awesome. That would be fun. I would watch that. I would watch that. I'd read that. I may go back and read that book. I don't know. (laughs) I'm still just reeling about Wincest. I'm not going to lie. The fact that that was created as like, a word that people it's a use. word it's a fucking word you can i'm sure it's an urban dictionary it's it's got its own page on supernatural wiki like yeah it's a i mean like wait never mind I, I i would hope that people that would be listening to the show would realize that that's fucked up but that's okay yes just saying incest. no no all right also, y'all got a lot of time on your hands. Right. Oh. I applaud, like, I mean, like, there's some really good work on there. And they're like, I honestly, I love fan fiction. I think it's great. Um, but sometimes it's also really funny. Oh, man. The word, like, the thing about, uh, was it AO3? Yeah. I think on that one is one that has, you can have the gifts in there. So, like, there's all sorts of, like, pornographic gifts of Sam and Dean, like, with each other. And oh. that, like, people are just, like, photoshopping shit. Like, I saw stuff that, like, I may need to clean my computer. Like, yes. it, it may need to, like, I, I may need to give it a bath. It, it, it feels a little dirty. Yikes. I'm, I'm going to be a confessional is that I want to be one of the people that can be really into fanfic. And I do think I have a pretty good imagination, but from other fandoms to this one, fanfic's just not my jam is what I think I've learned <laughs> for myself. And that's just fine. Right. Not every, but you know what, for some people it's a great outlet and yeah. yeah. And it's also like, I mean, as a writer, I understand like the joy of kind of having ready-made characters. Like, yeah. 
And so there is, it gives you a little more freedom with your story and like, you kind of can, you can be a little, you know, a, like I said, a little, a little freer, you know, yeah. because you're not, you don't have that constraint, but also like it gives you a constraint, right? So how do you operate within this universe? So yeah, I mean, I, I think it has, a, I think it's a really great creative outlet. And sometimes it inspires things like Twilight. Oh. <laughs> All right. So our brothers have decided that they need to go find the author of this book. Um, but he wrote under a pen name. So they're going to go visit the publisher, uh, who is Sarah Siege, played by Keegan Connor Tracy. Has very fucking cool hair. She does. And so I was looking at her hair, which one I knew that you would love uh, because it's sort of similar to yours. I'm a fan of having a streak in my hair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. Um, So her name was actually a combination from the writers. Yeah. I caught that when you were saying that. That's awesome. And did you get her pedigree? So uh, Keegan Connor Tracy, yeah, she was the Blue Fairy yeah. in Once Upon a Time. She was Professor Lips and a Magicians. She's also in a bunch of other things from V4400. She's a voice um, uh, in the animated movie Descendants. She was in Final Destination 2 and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, she's she's a badass bitch. And, and she's, and she's like, adorable. Yeah, she's directing. Like She's got like this whole new like thing that's in the production. Um, she also like wrote a children's book. Um, like it was called this is a job for mommy. Uh, hmm. I don't know much children's stories, but she was also writing a a book called a Kegelicious cookbook, bringing together the food and stories she loves. I, I couldn't find if that happened. The Kegelicious.com got a four or four redirect. So Uh-oh. maybe maybe it wasn't that Kegelicious, but uh that seems to be her brand because I see it a lot on her IG. But uh, but yeah, I mean magicians like fuck yeah, and then yeah. once I keep trying to I need to try once upon a time again i know i know i like that i enjoyed it yeah so yeah yeah, she's super cool i like yeah so our brothers are there talking to uh sarah siegel or sarah siege excuse me trying to basically they're playing off that they are writers wanted to write about the series and they just want to talk to her about how um underappreciated it was and she's hopeful that they're both that they write a good enough article they can start publishing again hmm but she's just like totally fangirling about Sam and Dean, the characters, which is really kind of funny to watch because the brothers are extremely uncomfortable about this. And she makes a reference about how if only real men were so open and in touch with their feelings, which is hilarious because as we all know, we talk about how unopen and in touch with their feelings these brothers are. Well, and I think also what's we're also getting like like it's really digging in like how much detail are in these books that are like about their lives. They're like because even through this like we learn canon about the about the boys like it just like it's like oh shit so much stuff is going to come out of this but so like they have to be like hey like we're fanboys too like Mm -hmm. and so we ended up learning all sorts of stuff like that's about the car like so we learned sam's lsat score right and we get uh dean's two favorite songs ugh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I'm not I'm leaving that alone. Anyways, so uh, yeah. but so they pass her, so they pass her test and they really really want to know Carver's first name and she's like she doesn't want to tell him at first she's like oh and compares him to Solinger and she, she they're like look at our tattoos so they show their chest tattoos and so she shows hers and that's what finally convinces her to give his name Chuck Shirley. 
so it obviously meta 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 right so mm-hmm. the like so I think at this point, Sarah's like, oh, it'd be so, f-, like the writer, like, it'd be so funny. Like, we'll made it when people start getting, like, our stuff tattooed. And now there are, like, so many supernatural tattoos. But also, like, and you know, artist like, tattooed and he's told me stories. I'm like, oh, yeah, I tattooed that on somebody. Yeah. And just, and just also the way the reveal, you know, it's like, we do, like, the shirt open and, like, Sam's like, oh, look at my shirt. And Dean's like, <gasps> fine whatever i'll show it and then she just like starts unzipping her pants and it's just like because like her like her acting on this like she wanted to eat them oh yeah i mean i did too because that was that was hot all right and so she's just like yep he's chuck shirley whatever so go find him yeah so um we cut to a guy um and uh wearing a robe eating old pizza drinking beer and has a printer running, writing about yeah. Sam and Dean, about them approaching the house. And then you can hear him narrating it. <clears throat> this is what the creative process looks like. <laughs> and hey, uh, Diana got a picture of my house like last week after oh, I've been home for like a day. And I was like, <laughs> and it was just like papers like all the way across yes. it. <laughs> and uh, Sam and Dean ring the doorbell and uh, introduce themselves as the Sam and Dean he's been writing about. Uh, well, so he's also like, I think we also get like this trope. Like, is it, is it a trope? I don't know. Like the, this time traveling thing, right? Where as he's narrating, things are happening. happening in real time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we're going to come ring the doorbell. And then like, they ring the doorbell. So, uh. Yeah. So he assumes though that they're, <clears throat> that they are like just super fans and try, tells them to get a life and tries to run them off. And Dean's like, mm, yeah, we have a life. You've been using, uh, you've been using uh, it to write your books, and pushes in the door. And Chuck doesn't seem amused. He does not buy into this. He think I don't. He doesn't believe them. But I feel like you'd be a little bit like, uh, I just literally wrote somebody was going to ring my doorbell and they ring my doorbell. But anyways, he's he's pushing off. He didn't believe them, <clears throat> and um, saying that he doesn't. You know, he's acts like he's kind of scared of them. And he's like, no, my books are fictional. That's it. So Sam and Dean show him the trunk. <laughs> Which is and we funny. get a nice deep Dude, looking nice, trunk. It's been nice a while. They're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're, get, we're just going to pan over this. Look look at my guns. Look at how deep these things are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, with rock salt and IDs and everything. And he just thinks they're number one fans still. And Sam asks how he knows, or um, uh, Sam asks if he knows about angels, Liliths, and, seal, and the seals. And Chuck's like, well, how do you know? And he's like, I wrote about it, but those books never came out. So uh, once again, Dean reintroduces them with the last name Winchester. And that's when Chuck kind of turns a little bit because apparently he knew in his head that was their last name, but he had never written the last name or told anybody. Yes. (gasps) What? So. Yeah. Um, so, but now, now Chuck doesn't think that they're crazy. They think he that he's, he's crazy. Yeah, he, I think he's hallucinating. So that's you know, a good turn. On, honestly, if you like, fair. Yeah. I mean, I thought like I hallucinated the CDC coming to my hotel room last week, and I'm still not sure that didn't happen. It is quite possible the CDC came to my hotel room while I was a fever haze, and I would believe it. And the same thing, Chuck State. Yeah. Maybe this is. I'm I'm turning into Vonnegut. <laughs> So, but then he decides, no, I'm not hallucinating. I'm just a god. I'm a cruel one, but I'm a god. I'm cruel to have put you through all of this. So it's true. Like, all for, all for literary symmetry, which is really funny. Well, it's really the, the funny liter- lines in here. 
Yeah, the literary symmetry line was good. Just like and like having like, did you have to live through bugs? Did you have yeah. to live through the ghost ship? And, and the then it's just writing. like, man, like yeah, he's just, just like, I'm sorry, pass. you had to live through like the bad writing and like yeah, which is also like those like everyone knows like those are the least favorite episodes of like Kripkin and like like uh, like yeah so. So Sam and Dean are like, no, 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 you're not a fucking God. You're just psychic. And they're like, what are you writing now? And he's like, no, it's real weird. It's real fucking weird. And compares it to Vonnegut. And he's like, well, which, what, which Vonnegut are you talking about? And Dean actually knows references. That's good. Yeah. So we already had Dean like lying, like this is a fangirl episode. We already had Dean like lying across a bed, reading books. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to have Dean knowing the difference between Slaughterhouse Five and Cat's Cradle. What? Yeah, my nipples are so hard right now. Just like, oh my God, like literary dean. Whew. Yeah. All right. Go on. I've never, I've never read Don't. I've never read Vonnegut. Anyways. You never, you didn't read Slaughterhouse Five? Nope. You should read Slaughterhouse Five at least. Mm-hmm. So Chuck's like, oh no, no, it's Kilgore. It's where I wrote myself into it. Yeah, so Kill worked out other reference to a different Kurt Vonnegut book. But anyways, so in that book, he's confronted by his own characters. And Mm -hmm. it's a thing. And yeah, don't read that book. But it adds to a level of meta here. It's pretty entertaining. So there we go. All right. Round and round we go. At the laundromat, (laughs) Sam is doing laundry while Dean reads about Sam doing laundry. And Sam is not amused at all by this. It's also very creepy. It's real creepy. But I do like his brooding and pensive shoulders. (laughs) And I also thought I liked when Dean was like, you you just thought I was a dick. And then there's some really great facial expressions from Jared. He's just like, "Mm, yeah, that works out. Yeah. Yeah. Checks. Checks. Yeah. So um, and then we see Chuck dreaming at his computer about Sam having or getting ready to have sexy time with the demon. With why us? Oh no. Of course, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So and, and but so that generally implies that it's Lilith, but also they use those white eyes for Pam. So it was kind of like, eh, that's weird. But yeah. But it was we're gonna cut a little yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And so like we're getting also kind of like these ins and outs of Chuck's house and yeah. like on the wall, you can actually see frame copies from the cover <laughs> of the real supernatural comics. Like, so not even the ones that were on like the book covers, which right. were fake, but the actual comics are now like that are in the world or mm-hmm. on their wall. Like that's crazy. Meta, meta, yeah. meta. All right. So now we've got <laughs> Sam and Dean have to go back to see Chuck again. He's like, he's like, I wrote another chapter. And uh, Lilith is going to come for Sam tonight. And it's going to be a, f- a fiery, demonic passion. Yeah. And Dean's like, ew, Lilith's a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair, because that's always seen of Lilith recently. So <clears throat> he's like, no, now she's a dental hygienist from Indiana. Uh, and Dean's like, so what do we do? And Dean's like, I don't know. I hadn't had it come to me yet. I just know this. It's like my process is I get a really bad headache. I drink a lot, I fall asleep, I dream. And then uh, it just flows out of me when I wake up. Yep. I also understand that artistic <laughs> process. I drink a lot. <laughs> then I pass out. Ooh. Then I do things. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's how it goes. All right. So... <clears throat> So the brothers are driving. Sam's like, uh, yeah, this is implausible. Um, you know, there's, I don't believe that this is going to happen. Um, running's just really not, you know, not 
I'm not ready. You know, we're not ready to face Lilith is Dean's take. So he, he's trying to get out of town. But guess what? There's a road blockade and they can't leave town. So. Right. And so they they can't get out of town, which I'm just like, wait, like, is there actually a town like that? You can't like, I mean, like, unless you're on an island, like if you're on an island, I get it. But like, there's just like one road in and out, like in the river, just completely like there's what the fuck? Like, are you at the ocean? Like, are, where, where are you? So anyways, but. So they have to stay, but like, now they're. Yeah, this is Sam. I've been reading through the man the manuscript, and there's a couple of things that they're just like, "Hey, like Dean's like you're you're gonna get an accident with a minivan, and you're gonna like band aids with flowers over your heads," and they're just like, "What?" So that becomes a trope too. So now they're at a diner, and Dean's just like, "Well, we're just gonna do opposite." Kripke's Kripke's Hollow Diner, actually. So that's where they're at, and it's a. But yeah, Dean's like, we just can't get in any fights because apparently they write that they're going to get in a fight. Sam's not allowed to do any research. Dean can't get a bacon cheeseburger. (sighs) Yeah. And uh, of course, that's the special of the diner. (laughs) According to Oprah's best friend, (laughs) Oprah's girlfriend or Oprah's girlfriend said it was the best bacon cheeseburger in the country. So Gail, Gail recommended this and yeah. Dean orders a tofu burger and he's just like, yeah, like this tofu burger is great. And then she's like, nah, like, oops, I gave the wrong and, one. Yeah. And then she takes it away from him, which is like, that's illegal, man. Like, you can't What's just you, like take a burger out, out of somebody's. Yeah. And like, why would you take it back? What like, what do? kind of waitress are you? Like, who takes food out of somebody's hands? Like, this is not a good restaurant. <laughs> yeah. No. So Sam just thinks this whole thing's ridiculous, though. He's like, I'd never hook up with Lilith. This is stupid. And Dean's like, mm, maybe it's not that stupid. I don't know. And Sam's like, no, we've got to get the jump on like Lilith. The fuck this is a chance. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because Sam's like, no, this is our chance to get, to get her back. Get her on her finally. We're ahead of her this time. And they're just trying really, really, really hard not to fight. It's very awkward. Very awkward. Yeah. So, so- there we go. Um, so they're going to check into a skeevy pink motel because it's going to be in the red motel. This motel is fucking awesome. Sketch. sketch and awesome. The outside is sketch. The inside is fucking spectacular. Yes. And uh, yeah. So, um, the, you know, they, Dean's placing, you know, hex bags around the room to Lilith proof it. And remind Sam he's not allowed to research. He's welcome to use the magic fingers or watch uh, Casa Erotica on pay-per-view. So he takes his laptop away. So. So. And he drives off. Because he's going to go park baby so that um, nothing can happen to it is his mindset. And because he's supposed to be driving around according to the story. That's right. So as he dries off, the motel sign fritzes, and Uh-oh. then Uh-oh. it becomes red motel. Yes. Dun dun dun! No. Chuck was right. No. So he parks so, in Paula in a random neighborhood, though, and this is real weird. Like, where the fuck did you just park your car? It's not even a parking lot. Why didn't like? Does this town not have a parking garage? I mean, or like, I don't know. Find like the local YMCA parking lot. I don't know what the fuck. Go Walmart? to the library. Like Walmart. That's where everybody goes to park their car. Like, but this is like this really weird, like half on the grass, half on gravel in the middle of a neighborhood parking. Very bizarre. 
or that's some, that's some Canadian shit. Just... They not know what to do. I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> it was just weird. And as soon as he starts walking away from it, two guys with crowbars, conveniently in broad daylight, <laughs> are trying to break in. He's just like. They might as well have been in like the Hamburglar outfit. Just like we're here to break into a car. Like if I just saw that child walking down the street, I'd be like burglar. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as he turns around to go back and confront them, he gets hit by a minivan, which by the way, reminded me a lot of my minivan. So I had a minivan for a minute. I was like, oh, I wrecked my mother's minivan and I was supposed to be recycling things. And instead I was on the South side of San Antonio with a bunch of like people I wasn't supposed to be hanging out with. Um, he, none of them were in high school. They were uh, something that probably at this point would be affiliated with the gang. But so, yeah, they probably had a bunch of drugs in them and uh, yeah, I, I rear-ended somebody and then I had Oops. to make that phone call. Oops. Yeah, my my van, yeah. my mine was my mom's, and it became mine after uh, uh, just over like at one point I had a bad run of luck with cars and it worked out timing wise. So I took that car. I love my minivan. It was the it was that like that GMC Safari like those big minivans from the early nineties. They were fucking rad. And that's what this was that hit him. I was like, fuck yeah! It was black. I love that thing. My band's gonna get in it. Could, Did you have to drive the band around everywhere? <laughs> No, it was pre-banned. It was pre-banned, but I did. I okay. was like the scoop everybody up and get them to and fro the bar, which is probably questionable too. But that's you know, <laughs> the car got that designated got driver. I didn't it, drink at all. It got thrown I up was, a lot. It got thrown up in a lot. <laughs> I'm just saying. They're classy bitches. Not, all right. not always by me. Like only like once by me, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just anyway. like, I've, oh, like how many of your cars have I thrown up in? Oh my god! Okay, so the motel <laughs> has like the bull cut. Like, did you see the screen? Uh, there's like bulls and matadors, like in like the paper of screen, like divider. Yeah. And I know they only have like three motel sets, so they just switch these things out. But I just, I loved this one. It was so good. And there's this little bull on the wall, and he's like pink, and he's like, oh lay, so um. Chuck shows up at the motel Chuck to talk to Sam. Yep. And Sam is like, hey, I say Chuck, he's like, how much do you know about me? And this is when we find out that basically um, Chuck knows about the demon blood that Sam is drinking, but he hasn't written about it um, because he didn't want the character to be unsympathetic. So, and so, you know, and this is, I think we, we've talked about this issue, at least with me before, um, where, you know, it's like the show is like, this is disgusting. It's not right. You're drinking blood. It's a horrible, horrible thing. And I'm like, is it that bad? Like, I, you could be doing worse shit. Like, I don't know. You're not killing anybody. Yeah. But it's so. I don't know. But, so, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. And the fact that he's keeping a secret means that he knows that there's something questionable about it. I just don't think it's questionable to me. It's just like, why are you being guilty about this shit? Just be like, yeah, I get some powers out of drinking some fucking demon blood, like whatever. Um, But anyway, so Chuck is like going into like the deep brothers, like crap again. Right. Like, 
Or mm-hmm. Sam's like, Dean's a weak sauce. He can't save the world. I have to save the apocalypse. And I have and to Chuck's drink all like, I have to drink all this demon blood so that I can do it. And Chuck's like, mm, but that's not what the angel said, right? And Sam's like, mm, I don't really believe them. Yeah, Chester's just like, do you? Do you really like do you? I think he kind of likes this. I think this may be an addiction. And this is, I think, where we're starting to get this idea that this is beyond just getting evil. Like, he's kind of getting hooked on this. Like, he's like, nah, I need it. I got to do it more. Well, it's also you know, like, like a weird power hook on something. I mean, even if it's not a chemical thing, it could be a power thing, too. Or like, a, yeah, but whatever. I don't know. Yeah. And I, you being, I mean, the sister, like the, the lineage of sister you are. I don't know. So from the younger brother to old he's using that as an excuse for chuck right he's just like dean has always looked out for me and i'm returning the favor and mm-hmm. and chuck's like i think that's a front but it sounds like a logical thing but it also sounds to me like what a whiny like younger sibling would do to be like i just want to be in charge and i'm going to just say like use that as an excuse i don't know yeah mm. i don't know yeah either way we can so chuck gives a pretty non-answer he doesn't really want to like get into too far about what this where the story's going uh because he doesn't really i don't think i mean they imply that he doesn't really know at this point where the story's going either so he's kind of just morally pontificating with sam about this and then but keeping that secret but i also wonder if like he's got these visions he's keeping certain things secret then does is that really all he knows because wouldn't he put it in there if he didn't know where it was going anyways whatever yeah, there's a lot of head hurty stuff in here. Yeah. Uh, so, so but Dean, we're going to get a Dean and he's waking up. Yeah. Yeah. And he's waking up and he's seeing these stars, which was also one of the things that the book predicted. But they're really just badass star earrings that this chick has. I thought you would want those. I was like, yeah, like they look kind of like something like Jim and the holograms would wear. Anyways, and this woman's apologizing profusely as she uh, for her little girl playing doctor and putting flowery band-aids all over Dean's face. And then and he's he all sees, of course. And then he sees that baby's win- back window is smashed out. Boo, which was but, also part yeah. of the story because it was saying that they are his he would have a tarp flapping in the wind. Yeah. One, boo, somebody hurt baby. Don't Two, like cars. Yeah. Also, like everybody has just like wandered off now. Like Dean, they just let the guy who just got hit by a car get up, walk away. The woman who just committed the hit and run is just like, going to get back in the car with their daughter and drive off. Like there's no police report. Like nobody's going to be a witness. They're no. not going to take him to a hospital. But no. he's fine. He was just unconscious on the middle yeah, of the road. That's all. No biggie. No biggie. Don't don't worry about it. No. <laughs> Nothing yeah, to see so, here. Move so, on. <laughs> Ch- yeah. So Chuck's back at his house and Dean is waiting for him. And Chuck tells Dean that he looks terrible. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. And uh, so anyways, Dean's pissed. He's like, he's convinced that Chuck knows something more and grabs him. Um, and uh, then Castiel appears and tells Dean to let him go because this man is to be protected. He's a prophet of the Lord. What? Prophet of the Lord. Fuck. WTF. <laughs> it says in large. Did you, did you know that? Did you see that coming? No. Well, I mean, kind of. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I knew there was some tie to God with Chuck. 
But you didn't know he was a prophet. Okay, cool. Not precisely. I mean, it was like something with a messenger tied to God. That's what. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, so Chuck recognizes um, Castiel from the books when, and Castiel's like, "Oh yeah, it's an honor to meet you." And it's all weird now. Like this is awkward as fuck. And um, I don't know. It's just. And Dean's pissed. He's like, did you know about this? And Chuck's like, well, no, I mean, I dreamt about it, but I just thought it was preposterous and arrogant to tell people that I'm a prophet. So he called it M. Night, M. Night level douchiness, which I was deeply amused by. <laughs> yes, that was that was quite clever. Quite, yes. quite clever. Um, but and then we find out that these are going to be the new, basically the new gospel. This yeah. is the Winchester gospel. Winchester gospel. So it's the new New Testament, apparently. Yeehaw. But I mean, if you think about it, you know, we are basically experiencing a religion of religious apocalypse. Like well, yeah, that I mean, seems got, like something that would get put in the devil. Book. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah, mean it sounds yeah. sounds accurate. And Dean, another funny line in the scene. I thought that was like Dean's like, him, really? And Castell said, he should have seen Luke. Yeah. I mean, you have to remember too, like the people who were following, like if Jesus Christ, you know. People who were following him around were basically people who were following a, like a man in a desert around. Yeah. Like, so mm-hmm. I, I know people who follow people around in the desert. Some of, yeah, I could see Luke being kind of probably kind of weirdo. Yeah. So we've yeah. got Dean driving back to the, and, and I guess he was like, look, look, what's written can't be unwritten. Um, and so you can't necessarily stop what might be happening with Sam and Lilith. So Dean's like, well, shit, I better get back to the fucking motel. And as he's pulling in, he sees that the sign says red after all. And he's like, tells Sam, he's like, nope, we're, we're, we need to get out of here. But, and all the hex bags are gone. He notices. And Dean is like, no, I'm going to tell you all about Chuck. And Sam's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to face Lilith. I don't care. Yeah, I burnt all the hex bugs so that she she can find me. And so Dean's like, yeah, you know, Chuck's a prophet. And Sam's like, I'm not going to go anywhere. And then Sam's like, I hate this term. He's just like, you think I'm going to go dark side? And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, I don't think that's a concern. I think the concern is like, we just don't know what you're doing. I don't know. But uh, but D- he still Dean doesn't know everything, and we're getting this right. still like Sam is still fucking lying, still lying about the shit. Yeah. So and but Dean's like, yeah, yeah, I think you're new dark side. So, anyways, Dean's like, I know you're up to something. You could tear after you saw he saw him tear Alistair apart. So, um, and that uh, he knows that his psychic stuff is getting stronger, but we don't know how or why. So. Dean's like, no, I'm packing my shit. Let's go. And Dean asks Sam if he's coming or not. And Sam says, no. <gasps> so, but now Dean's really not going to leave either because he, he can't leave his brother. So he goes to the vending machine so, like you do, yep. <laughs> like you do, and says a prayer like you do at the motel vending machine. You go, you know, say a little prayer there sometimes. Anyways. Yeah, um, they're just praying that you actually get the soda to come down. But I do love a motel vending machine. I don't know why. I think they're great. Yeah. But so when he starts praying, Cass flaps in. Yes. And he says that prayers are a good, are a sign of faith. And that's a good thing. Hmm. Well, that was interesting. Because it is yeah. interesting. I'm just going to say this, this is like, also like, yeah, go ahead. I would say I thought I thought that was interesting. It's kind of a turn for Dean, but anyways. 
So. Yeah, no, it's a turn for Dean, but also I think it may be because I was reading about so much of the Cass and Dean fanfic. Uh, but now, like, I'm watching the interactions between between oh, uh, no. between Cass and Dean, like, in a different light. And I'm like, huh, this could all be, like, this is all very, very, like, intimate. So... No. Uh, Cast is just like, look, man, I can't interfere with this prophecy. And Dean's like, man, all I do for you, like, I've done so much for you, and I never asked for anything, which is like something like a bitch ass boyfriend says to his girlfriend, like, yeah. all the time. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. Screw you, your mission and God. If yeah, you don't just- help me, I'm not going to help you. So, but, and you get now, Castiel is, thinks about it and stops Dean from leaving and gives him like, a tidbit of information that he didn't have before. <laughs> Maybe a yeah, he drops a heavy hint on his head. <laughs> yeah. Basically that um, and our archangels are tied to prophets to protect them. So maybe yeah. if they did anything happens. Yeah. Yeah. So if anything happens to a prophet, an archangel is probably going to do show up and do something. The wrath of heaven, like, as they call it, the wrath of heaven. Yeah, and so and this is also one of those where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm looking at this in a different way because Dean's like, oh yeah, so if we're the prophets in the same room, like the power of heaven come down, and mm-hmm. and Cass is all, you know, just so you understand why I can't help wink wink yeah. nudge nudge uh-huh. like there's a, there's a whole bunch of winking going on there i'm like oh okay i see something different now like i mean Cass is just finding like he doesn't have any man he didn't have any junk for a while he's just he's just finding things out all right so we're gonna go back to chuck's house yeah dean's gotta go get chuck and chuck's like oh hell no am i going along with this plan uh i'm just a writer I haven't seen this happen yet. So Dean's like, nope, nope, it's happening. And Chuck's like, no. And he's like, well, I will shoot you. And he's like, mm, but if I'm protected, how's that going to work? He's like, eh, it's an exercise in who's the draw, quicker draw. And so Chuck goes with him. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah. Um, we get uh, back to the motel and uh, there's a knock at the motel door. Sam answers it. And there's no one there. But or is there? But then there's a blonde woman behind him. <gasps> hello sam and then her eyes turn white and creepy so it's a hot blonde and not a little girl and this is the new lilith played by katherine uh bosher and she was in the movie crossroads with britney spears she was in the spy next door she's been in episodes of lucifer rosewood heroes csi csi new york closer mad men malcolm in the middle er and more and she's from beaumont texas yeah, I think you could just probably stop at Crossroads. I mean, if I was her, like any time I introduced somebody, I'd be like, I was in Crossroads. And nobody has ever seen it. So you couldn't deny it anyways. You're like, okay, cool. I believe yeah. you because I'm not going to watch it to find out. But it's like, so cool. <laughs> oh, cool. You know, Brittany, sweet. Yeah. All right. And so she and immediately like, asked the where knife the knife is. is. By, it's like, it's by the bed. Kinky so kinky and then she's just like oh wait there's a devil's trap under the rug i'm i've got your number sam zap and she just zaps it and breaks it yeah yeah and Try harder sam okay feel my hand oh my god uh he tries to do his psychic sammy demon fling and it's just like a breeze so um she, See, she I just, 
She can't this throw him right. Yeah. It's like, try harder, Sam. Okay, feel my hand. You're immune to my charms. Let's fuck. Wait, not yet. And then she's like, stand down because I'm going to get killed. And then he's like, well, I want to go back to the. She's like, I want to go back to the good old days. All baby blood. All the time. So gross. I want to put that on a shirt. All baby blood all the time. <laughs> No. Yeah. So no. she yeah. but she wants to but so basically she wants to make a deal. That's the summary here. She wants to make a fucking deal because she's realized that she's not going to survive this war in the grand scheme of things. And honestly, she doesn't really want to deal with all this shit. She would rather Lucifer stay in his cage, but she doesn't really want the fucking Winchesters around either. She wants to just go back to how she was kicking it in hell with her baby blood. Yeah. That's all. And, so, and she's like, don't be selfish. And Sam's like, I'm not like you. And she's like, prove it. Look at my cleavage. And then she's like, you gotta fuck me now. And he's like, what? And he's like, I told you, you gotta fuck me now. Well, we basically, no, hold on, not yet. Basically, so that's if he takes the deal. <laughs> it's about self-sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> You're just getting straight to the fuck. But basically, the trade-off is, she's like, look, if you and, and your brother die, then we can just end this, and then there's no apocalypse. So basically, she's offering to trade their two lives for six billion people on earth. It's kind of like a, a grand, a grand, grand scheme of a trolley problem, I guess, in a way. Yep. It's, you, you kill that truck. You kill the man who keeps tying people to the tracks. Well, <laughs> problem yes. solved. Yes. Uh, but so. yeah. So at least we know the dental hygienist has given her consent. Well, we know that, that yeah, she's giving consent. And basically, since she's like a badass demon, instead of you can't just kiss her and make your deal. If you agree to the deal, you got to fuck her. Which, like, how yep. do you know? Like, are there like tiers of this? Is there like first base, second base, third base? And like, you have to go all the <laughs> way with certain. Like, anal, like, anal finger. What is the anal fingering contract? I, mean, I don't for? know. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, different tiers of demons have like that's different. To know, like, like, how much Dogecoin to buy. Like, that's anal fingering. <laughs> Like that's the dog rubbing. I don't know. Like there's like the <laughs> there's so many ways that this could go. But yeah. she also like right before they're about to bone, she's like, hold on, boom, and she like flips her eyes back again because yeah, just in case, like I look into my orbs. I, yeah, weird. <laughs> so obviously you agree. White eyes, sexy. He agreed. To, he agreed. He's like, fuck it. Yeah, you're right. I am going to sacrifice this and we're going to fuck and I'm going to fuck you and to make the deal. And so they get so they're about to do it. But what? She's caressing his leg and he climbs on top of her and then he tries to fucking stab her. Yeah. yeah. And then, but she grabs the back because she's quick and the door busts open and, it's and Dean with and the Chuck. very brave, brave Rob Benedict. So I am the prophet Chuck. Yeah. See, and that's where I, th- I thought he was adorable. It's just so adorable. cute. Yeah. All right. So then the walls start shaking, right? Yeah, that, which is always a well, bad sign, just by the way. Yeah. yeah. And so lights coming in, and Dean's just like, the room's going to be full of wrath. And she doesn't leave because the archangels are going to come down and kill her. So why don't the archangels just come kill this bitch? I don't understand that either. Because that would, I mean, the story would be a lot shorter. But yeah. I guess the story would be a lot shorter, but they keep saying, like, we can't kill her. And clearly he could yeah. kill her. Right. Or but at least send her not. back to hell. So it takes long. Like, yeah. Does y'all so... like not think about this? Like, uh, this is your war planning. We need to talk about this. Like, you guys, like, 
I need to be in your war room. We need to have a strategy meeting. Yeah. All right. And so the boys are just like, fuck. And they're just going to drive out of town. All right. Well, because she, she, the, the, the demon does leave her. She does get her black smoke cock exiting her body and the, the blonde body collapses on the ground. So, uh, so they're driving and we never see the archangel show up. It was just enough to scare Lilith away. So the brothers are driving in um, baby and, um, and she's hurt. Yeah. And then, and Sam tells Dean the deal that he was offered and Dean asks, like, did you think about taking it? And, uh, did, did you trust it? And he's like, mm, I think Lilith is scared and running and because she knows she's not going to survive the apocalypse. And then he's like very creepy and he is like, I'll make sure of that. And mm. it's just very like, uh, it's like one line action movie. Mm-mm, didn't like it. Didn't like it. All right. And so I thought it was creepy, uh, but we're going to, we're going to pop back to poor Chuck who sleeps like I do. Poor, I, I feel you, man. I feel you. I, those, that's me every fucking night. Mm, yeah. And Zachariah is there. Oh. Yeah, except Kurt Froehler is not popping into my bedroom. I will, I will say that Zachariah is not at least popping no. into my bedroom. No, is that, no. Is that, are you complaining or relieved? I'm okay. Like that, he that's, that's he, he he doesn't need to. Like that's cool. Like, <laughs> like we're yeah, right. Like it's all right. We're right. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. So yeah. Zach and Zachariah asked, "Did you see it?" And Chuck asks if it was true, and um, and and, and asks, you know, if it's all really going to happen. And and he really wants to warn Sam and Dean, but Zachariah tells him he can't do it. So now we know that Chuck has seen what's coming next, but has not yet written about it and did not warn them. And Zachariah is basically like, you shouldn't know too much about your own destiny. And uh, if you try to tell them, I'm going to stop you, Chuck threatens to kill himself. And they're like, nah, we'll just bring you back. We just need you to keep writing. So yeah, now is like it's like depressing. so now is this like okay this isn't some gift this isn't some like cool inspiration or documenting something that's going to happen now you're like a fucking prisoner Well I mean you are and I one I love that you know, there's lots of smoting references I think in here but just the like we'll just bring you back is pretty horrific right but like I can't even kill myself fuck um I really like the line, do what you always do, Chuck, right? I just think it's a very poetic line. I just, it sounds like something that should be in like, a, a, like one of those fucking like vinyl things, my wall or something, you, you know, like so. I can print one. The cricket, my cricket machine is out because I'm working on a project. Anyways, um, but I like that line. I thought it was good, but we're also still, I know we're getting to the end of the season, but again, we have, we had things that were answered this episode, but I think we still were left with more questions, right? Like we got Lilith came back, but f- randomly, right? Like that was just like a rant, like how, or was, how or did, did she, she or just, did she, but I mean, I think she's been fault tracking them as much as they're tracking her as part of this. And she finally was like, fuck this shit. Let me see if I can end it. I guess so. I don't know. If you believe uh, that her deal was real. Yeah. Yeah, and there, so but you don't know, like we don't, we still really don't know what's yeah. happening, right? right. Like, <laughs> could have been a scam. Yeah, Line. so we don't know who to trust. We don't know what's going on. Um, I mean, obviously, it was just a very entertaining episode. For the sure. writing was fucking top notch. It was so great. Like, it was just so well done. Uh, 
Is it satisfying? No, but it was no, enjoyable. It was not satisfying, but it was super fun. But also, I guess for me, like being that I haven't seen it before, like, you know, not seeing this episode before, I thought it was fun. And I also do think it forwarded the story a bit. I mean, hey, we have a whole new character that's really like, but I don't know how I feel about it, to say, be honest, too. Like, oh, so we got this guy that's writing their fucking story from his like dirty house all the time. Like, what the fuck is this guy? You know, that's, you know, that's fun. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was my college roommate. Like, Brad. why don't they, why are they <laughs> taking him with them? So, like, when he has like a vision, they know what's going to come next, but that's also terrifying. Like, do you want to know? I what's also come just next? really want to know. clean that couch. Like, that couch just like offends me. Like, and I know I've been on that couch. I have sat on that couch. I've slept on that couch. Probably done other things on that couch. But yeah, it's just like, oh, man, I there, there's, clean not, this there's, house not so enough, there's not enough for Breeze for that couch. I'm just saying. No, that couch just goes goes out. Away. Mm-hmm. You don't put that couch on Craigslist. You just you just put it on the curb. Oh, fuck that couch. Okay. Anyway, sorry, it's doing way too many crossovers there. All right. So there we go. That's what I got. I liked it though. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, we, you're right. We had a major character introduction and that is the end of episode 18. Three more episodes. I can't do math. Is that four more episodes? I think so. <laughs> yeah. I have to check over here in the season. I don't have top of my head. I'm sorry. What's really funny is I think right when we get to the season finale of the season finale, this will be together like both weeks, the end of this, I think. We'll just figure that out. Anyways, guys. All right. We'll, we'll tell you about our schedule planning later for those yeah. of you who have not hung this up already. All right. And uh, cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at devilstrappodcast.com. Thanks! Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Be a Dick production. Meow! Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Roscoe. Meow! Meow!